Welcome to the Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast. I am your host and purpose career coach, Michelle Glover. Imagine how you could feel if every day you walked into work and you felt like you were walking in your purpose. That is what I call professional peace. Join me as I talk with leaders and they share their authentic journeys of purpose discovery and how they found professional peace in corporate America. Your journey to a purposeful career transformation starts now. Welcome to today's episode of the Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast, where I'm joined by special guest, Dr. Aisha Wright-Burke. Dr. Wright-Burke is the Director of Talent Planning and Development for ADP. There, she leads the thought leadership, strategy, and execution of talent planning, succession planning, and movement of talent across our organization globally. She has over 20 years of HR experience in varying fields from talent acceleration, diversity, early career leadership programs, compensation, and talent acquisition. I tell you, Dr. Aisha Wrightberg epitomizes what it means to grow into your purpose. She has not allowed setbacks to hold her back, but she's allowed to grow and develop and mature into what God had for her. So this episode is ensured to inspire those who have those no's or have those oppositions to remember that those opportunities are not denied, but just delayed. And to use those to grow and be stronger in your purpose. So with that being said, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast. I'm so excited to have our special guest, Dr. Aisha Wright-Burke, who is the Director of Talent Planning and Development for ADP. So hi, Dr. Burke. Hello. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. So let's kick it off. So for the audience who are new to you, haven't met you before, tell us a little bit about you. With pleasure. Well, as Michelle said, my name is Dr. Aisha Wright-Burke, and I work for ADP. I have had a long career within HR, internal HR as well, specialized as well as centers of excellence, and really focusing now on talent planning globally within our organization, but my experience in compensation as an HRBP for more than several years, as well as strategic staffing in OD, really help inform me, meet my clients' needs, which are our internal executives and leaders and leader of leaders, as well as our associates, and really help them along in planning for careers within our organization and their development. Wow. So this woman is a rock star when it comes to developing leaders in the organization. And so I think what we're going to do is we're going to make sure we have two lenses here. A, we want to hear about Dr. Burke and her career journey, and also some tips that she may help those who are struggling to find purpose in their career, struggling to move up that corporate ladder. She may provide tips and tricks there. So we've got two lenses that we are going to be picking Dr. Aisha Wright-Burke's brain on. So let's start. I love to start the interviews with the question I always ask about purpose. I think one of the most important things that we can do is when we're looking at finding that career that we find something that makes our heart sing. So tell us, Dr. Wright, Burke, I could call you Aisha, right? Yes, you can. I think you can. Okay, I'm going to call her Aisha from here on out. But Aisha, tell us what makes your heart sing? Oh, a lot of things. But most importantly, being able to impact people in a positive manner whether it's for the career journey, for their own development, helping organizations 
become learning organizations and learning from each other. So if that's in the vein of talent planning, that's fulfilling my purpose. And also being able to use my what I've learned in academia with my professional career. So those marrying together. I really like to leave, whether it's a role, whether it's an organization, better than where they were when I joined, whether or it's a team. So Mm -hmm. that's what makes my heart sing and just being able to see growth in others. Mm -hmm. So one thing you'd mentioned about the academia part, what is your doctorate in for those listening? Yeah, my doctorate is in adult education with a special, I guess you say, lens to human resources organizational development. Okay, so you really love (laughs) this topic of HR. So tell us about your journey. Like, how did you find your purpose? How did you discover what that was for you? I think it started by learning what I did not enjoy and what did not. um, That's good. What drained me, what also lifted me up. But sometimes, at least it was easier for me to figure out what what didn't bring me joy and things that I might have postponed or delayed and just didn't gravitate towards. So while I recognize that all parts of human resources work in concert, concert with each other, the parts that I gravitated to were organizational development and those things related to talent. That's a great tip. And one of the things that she said that I really want to that it lands with people is that it's equally important to know what you don't like doing. You know, sometimes you think, well, I don't like this. So, okay, but that I I call those nuggets or, you know, that you need to say, okay, as I'm going on this journey, I need to know what drains me and start to pay attention to that. So then I can also then say, okay, now what fills me up? So that's a great point. And as you talk about it, not being this perfect line, right? I'm sure there was trial and error moments as you were going through those. So tell us some of the challenges or struggles as you were going through that discovery of purpose. Wow. So I started my HR career in a rotational program, similar to yourself. And during that time, I got to experience field HR and some just different types of field HR. That helped me decide on, yeah, field HR was something I was interested in, but it didn't like drive me. Mm-hmm. And I had a short stint in conversation. That's where I found, ah, maybe not so much the accounting of HR, but I understand how it's valuable to the overall HR organization. Staffing was fun, but, and also a lot of short-term goals could be met in a just short order, but I needed something that was a little bold. It was a little bit longer rather than filling a rectal in an internship or things like that or even organized around the talent acquisition process. And then when I got to OD, I, I felt like- An organization for those who are like, what is OD? <laughs> organization development was a place that I love because mm-hmm. it was a little bit of diversity. It was a little bit of, I'm working in, we're developing a diversity strategy. And in addition to that, I was program managing leadership development programs, early career college development programs, as well as, Oh, our performance management, goal cascading and our performance mm-hmm. management system. And those were things that I really loved. And that's what I did before I left Siemens. I'll tell you, know, she said when we I also it was how I met Aisha is we both were at Siemens and we had both started our careers there. So she was a couple of years ahead of me and had been through the rotational program and I was just starting out. And uh, she teases that one of the first questions I asked her about working in corporate, you know, coming out of grad school uh, and I was at, you know, getting advice from her. And one of the first questions I asked is, do you have to wear pantyhose every day? <laughs> because 
And I tease about that, but I, I will say, you know, company culture and, and attire, that is also important. It is important. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> I, I, I will I will tell on myself that, yes, I asked if we had to wear pantyhose every day. But you were saying about, you know, just being in the OD space and that really just the different functions of it brought you joy. And that's something that you like doing that fueled your 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 spirit. Now, as we talk about one thing that she is not a lot of people have done is she's had you've had global assignments. You've had yeah. two. And tell us, like, what what was that? How was that thought about doing a global assignment? What was that process of thinking? Should I do this? Should I not do this? Oh, there was no question that I wasn't going like that. I wasn't going to do it when it was proposed to me when I was in early in my career at Siemens. So I was probably early twenties, early to mid twenties. It was a part of a, it was, it was the end of the rotational program and they were just kicking off Siemens graduate program globally. So it was an extra nine months tacked on to your three month mm-hmm. rotations that you already did. And when the program manager or the VP of HR at the time, they um, asked, was I interested in it? I said, yes, right on, right on the spot. Mm-hmm. I, I had traveled internationally before, but not to work. And it was almost like a dream for me. Um, it was also propositioned the second time, um, 13 years later, by my VP, HR VP, as well as my direct manager. And again, I did not hesitate. The first one was in Germany. And it was a nine-month stint in Germany, expat assignment. And then the second one was a four-month assignment um, in Brazil, Sao Paulo, Brazil. So both times I did not hesitate is something I always wanted to do. And I'm I'm very lucky and grateful that I had opportunity to do it twice because it usually does not happen for HR people. Right. And I love you talk about not hesitating and moving quickly on that. And I share sometimes we over talk ourselves or overthink ourselves out of opportunities because we spend so long debating and thinking versus if you know this is something that you want to do and you desire it, say yes. Stop mm-hmm. waiting for everything to be perfect. You just have to jump on opportunities. So I appreciate as you were going through your purpose journey that you jumped on this opportunity that was presented to you. And as we move on, as we talk about, I love you know some of the things that you shared in terms of talent development. If you had to offer some advice for people who are on their purpose journeys, what advice would you share with, with them listening today? Make sure you have a core group of people. It could be peers. It could be people that are further on in their career. It could be people that are earlier in their career. The people that you trust, it could be personal friends that you can bounce ideas off of and also get open, transparent feedback. It's very helpful, not only just for presentations, but just about decisions that you're making. Um, I've had several people that are friends and I consider my core team or board of directors, so to speak, that um, have really pushed me in the right direction when I needed it. So the times that I didn't hesitate, like with the two expat assignments, one was taking on an additional project area I wanted to move into, but it was in addition to work I already had. And I already had a lot of work, but it was a once in a lifetime mm-hmm. opportunity. And this person kind of had to shake me and said, uh, you need to find space to work on this because this won't happen again. And I did and I made it work and I <laughs> nothing happened to you. Nothing catastrophic happened. <laughs> In fact, it benefited me. Right. Oh, I love it. So the question is, who is on your board of directors? Who are those individuals that are going to give you that honest, critical feedback and sometimes push you when you are hesitant and thinking, I don't know, should I? And you said nothing crat- catastrophic happened when you took that assignment. 
but instead it was a benefit. And so we have to push ourselves and it's who are those people that are going to help push and move you. So love that great advice and that great tip. And, you know, I know as we talk about working and our purpose and getting exposure to opportunities, oftentimes we have to make sure we're in environments or places to receive those opportunities, to receive meeting new people. So tell us about how you networking and how that helped you in your career journey. Uh So networking is not something that I enjoyed at one time in my career. In fact, I probably up until six, six years ago, maybe. I didn't enjoy networking. I had a very mm-hmm. different view of it. I thought it was uh, just not. I enjoy getting. I learned after I hired a coach. Thank you, Michelle. And You're I got you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, it helped because I got to a point where I knew it was beneficial to my career. And I needed some help in order to get over the hump and trying to figure out what works best for me because I did not see it. Mm-hmm. So working with you, Michelle, helped me see it, but also believe it. And find what works best for me. So I enjoy working with people on teams and groups towards a goal and not a networking event per se. Um, even though I, I can find value and love networking with people on a very short term basis. But what I really gain, not gain the most from, but what makes my heart sing is working with people on projects, getting to know them more personally, which you sometimes can't do in a five or 10 minute, 15 minute conversation. So that was very, very helpful for me. And I also saw others that network really well, how it could help just broaden their horizons for their careers and their development. And I wanted that for myself too, and be able Mm -hmm. to share that with others. Oh, that's a weird day. (laughs) Great. And she's giving you advice and she's giving you suggestions. But, you know, I share as when I was working with Aisha and, and I get this often is people say, I don't like networking because they relate networking to that very transactional business card exchange. There's no follow up. There's no connection. And it seems very superficial. I share whatever environment, there's an opportunity to network, but you've got to find the one that works best for you. So Aisha, she talked about being goal driven, working on a project and growing deep in those relationships. That's networking, but she was able to do it in a way that brought her joy versus going to a large conference with thousands of people and we're just giving cards out. And because in addition to your role, your, your professional role, you also have additional roles that you have outside of your professional environment. Tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, there are two organizations. One is the Atlanta Track Club. So I enjoy all things that have to do with wellness. And because I was volunteering for the Atlanta Track Club for a number of years, I put my hand in the ring to be on the board three years ago. I still volunteer and I also serve on the board. So I that's way that feels inside of me being able to give the wellness aspect, living healthy lifestyle, exercise and find ways to move your body in the metro Atlanta area and also reaching diverse groups since Atlanta is an melting pot. And then the second organization I dedicate my time to is Sherman Atlanta Society of Human Resources Atlanta chapter, which is part of the umbrella of National Sherman Sherm. And right now I serve as the one of the executive team members focusing on organizational effectiveness for the organization. So under my purview is learning and development for volunteer leads, as well as recruiting for our volunteer lead positions and also communications. So Mm -hmm. those are two ways that I really love to give. It's my profession and what I like to do in my spare time. 
Right. And you're giving the, and this is so good. And, and I, I want to make sure that people are saying, Ooh, I could do that too. It's taking what she enjoys doing that she enjoys doing at work. She's volunteering her time, which is helping broaden her network, broaden her uh, skill set, sharpen her own saw. And then she's also doing something from a love for personal that she loves doing outside of work and still using those skill sets and broadening her network. So everything that she's doing is purposeful and intentional. Oftentimes we do a lot of things that don't, at the end of the day, they don't bring us joy or they don't thread the needle of our purpose and our why. And so then at the end of the day, we're drained. And so it's making sure that whatever you're doing, it makes sense for your why which we're going to talk about later on her why. But um, I would also like to add, Michelle, that both organizations, it's a reciprocal relationship. So Mm -hmm. I have an HR expertise to provide to, and well, it's my volunteer time to the Atlanta Track Club, but they also give accountability back to me because that's something that I, I want to be an active person. I used to run marathons. Now I walk, (laughs) but maybe I'll get back to running marathons and halves, but it's a way for me to keep accountable what I want to do personally within my life. Same thing with Sherman Atlanta. I want to stay sharp. I want to be able to share with others what I've learned, but also learn from others in different parts of HR and just different perspectives. So Mm -hmm. both organizations help keep me sharp and I hope I keep them sharp too. Awesome. Reciprocal. Love it. Love it. Love it. So as we talk about, you know, we're talking about that thread that goes across all, I want to talk about what grounds you. What are those things that anchor you in decisions that you make in your life and in your career? Wow, these deep questions, Michelle. I know. Um, <laughs> someone famous calls this the red thread that kind of goes throughout your life. And for me, I would say it's living a well and healthy lifestyle. And it's also it's, it's the giving to others piece. There are other skills that I have that I think I really enjoy, like project planning, event planning that come into play with all the things that I do. But Mm -hmm. those are the two main things. Being able to have a story to tell someone and they can benefit from it because I've been the beneficiary of other people sharing their stories and their experiences with me. And that can also come in the form of advice for your career. Like I had two, I'll say half, I still know them, two really important people that helped develop me in the last couple of years um, and were sponsors for me. They were mentors for me. and helping to develop myself to to actually get into the role that I have now. And to be transparent, I've wanted to be in this role for a long time or back into a COE role for a very long time, but I really wasn't ready for it from a Mm. career standpoint. And hearing feedback from these two sponsors and really being supportive of me, knowing what what I desired and helping me think through what I needed to do in order to Land a COE role working in the talent OD space was really, really important because sometimes when you apply for internal jobs and I did not get them mm-hmm. and there was a reason why. And I, in retrospect, I know that I wasn't ready for that particular role and had more things to develop on. In particular, one thing was allowing others to hear my voice. I'm an introvert and I wave my flag proudly. But there are instances where I should not be polite if I want my voice heard Um, Mm -hmm. because everybody doesn't operate on the same assumptions when you're in a meeting or just a situation where you need to share opinions. So that's something that's been very important in my journey, um, among other things. But it was really with the help and the support of those two leaders 
to help me arrive where I am today from a professional standpoint, not just role, but Mm -hmm. developmentally. There are so many gems that you just shared there. There's a couple that I'm going to highlight is number one, when you said you applied for roles and you didn't get them. And I share this with you all. It's that sometimes these opportunities are delayed, but they are not denied. So therefore, sometimes we get the no and then we quit. And we say, ah, it's not for me versus taking those opportunities to develop yourself Mm -hmm. for the next time that that position comes around. So Mm -hmm. it is delayed, but it is not denied. This one, I was going to add one more thing. Uh, Something really important that one of my sponsors said to me, a mentor, was that when the next time this role comes around or a role like it, you want to be invited to the party. Let's try and position you and not them giving me really anything, but just really guiding me. Just let's make sure that you're invited to the party next time, that you don't even have to knock on the door. It's already open. Ooh, that's good. So it's the developing of yourself. So therefore, people are tapping you versus beating down the door. Uh, And you had mentioned about sponsors. And I often get, you know, how do I get a sponsor? I want a sponsor. What is a sponsor? Tell us, number one, the role of a sponsor. And then how does one go about getting a sponsor? So this is where we're going to tap on Aisha from her director of talent planning hat. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people do confuse mentor and sponsor. The sponsor is the person that's in the room when you're not in the room. When they know about opportunities, whether it's a stretch assignment, whether it's a role and hear about it before everyone else hears about it, or you're just not there to advocate for yourself. So they are an advocate for you, which is different from a mentor. This maybe is teaching you about a specific skill or developmental item. A sponsor is um, just kind of like an umbrella over you depending on where they are in the organization and keeping their ears perked up about what opportunities or instances may be available for you from a developmental or a next career step standpoint. I like to think about the high model. Ah, it's performance. I forget what the I means and then it's exposure. So you have to perform in your job image. Mm -hmm. You have to show up well for your job. Mm -hmm. And you have to have exposure. So not just only exposure of those that you see and that you interact with, but beyond that. So who do you need to reach beyond you? And hopefully your sponsor can help you reach those people when it comes to influencing them on opportunities for you in the future. So I'd say it's it's a little bit of art and science in trying to find a sponsor because it should Mm -hmm. be someone who is in those rooms or meetings with it when you aren't present. So it may be someone that's a level up and maybe someone lateral. So you kind of have to choose where you want to go. And then who are the influencers and people that are in your sphere or people that you need to get to know in order to land that particular job or that particular developmental opportunity and someone that can speak your praises when you're not there. Awesome. Great advice. And I share with people as well is they will seek you. So she said, putting yourself in environments where they can see you, they can see your performance, because in addition to you know them sponsoring you, they're also putting their brand and reputation on the yes. line. Absolutely. So it has to be something that they are equally you know agreeing to because they want to make sure that when they do that, your performance will also make them look good. Mm-hmm. So put yourself in those environments and those spaces so you can meet them, build networks, build relationships. So when the opportunity comes, they automatically think of you. So as we come now, as we start to you know close out the, this podcast, I always like to talk about legacy. What do you want to leave behind? So Aisha, what do you want to leave behind as your professional legacy? Mm, in my professional legacy, 
for so your legacy in life. To, it's kind of a line, a legacy yeah. in life and professional legacy. From a wellness perspective, being able to reach people who might not have thought it was possible to you know, have a, a regular exercise regimen, or in my case, be introduced and fall in love with yoga, or at least like with yoga, because a lot of people are intimidated by it. And I want to break the notions or to bust the myths around yoga, because it's for everyone, regardless of where you are in your fitness journey. The other piece is, like I mentioned, um, building learning organizations and seeing a growth in not only individuals, but teams and organizations. So leaving it better than where, what I had before when I started a role or was on a project. And also just learning about other people's stories and being able to not only learn from them, but also incorporate them in the projects and the work that I do to put a betterment, whether it's orga volunteer organization or for-profit organization that I'm working with. Awesome. And we talked a little bit about that thread and that needle of the why, the why of Aisha. What is your why? I guess at the bottom of everything, it's love and having faith. And love for your common person and what's innately in all of us to grow and to some extent learn because not everybody likes learning like I do. Uh, and also having faith that there is another force out there, whether it's God or another entity that someone believes in that plays a hand in life um, and that everything happens for a reason and that every opportunity that you have or every instance that you have, positive or negative, you can learn from it. And it's hard to ask that question of yourself when it's happening, especially when it's something negative. And that's where the real growth is. Oh, wow. I love that. I, I love, you know, Aisha's been on growth and learning. And as she shares her why and, and we heard her journey, it's this big piece of growth. And uh, so we are so excited to, to share for Aisha to share her story with us. And we learn more about her and her journey. And I, I know there are some nuggets uh, that you received from hearing her story. So if you had to give us, I love hashtags. Actually, I don't, but they're really cool. So and trending. So we want to hashtag this episode. So Aisha, what would you say if you had to say your journey, uh, purpose to professional alignment, your career journey, if you had to put a hashtag on it, what would that hashtag be? This is used often. So let me give you two. The first one that comes to mind is hashtag teamwork makes a dream work because it truly mm -hmm. does. It's not just one person, personally or professionally. And then I'd say hashtag sky's the limit. Mm, love it. All right. So thank you so much, Aisha, for sharing your hashtag. Uh, so when you see this episode, you'll see the hashtag associated with it. Like it, share it, use the hashtag as well. But give us some closing remarks if you had to kind of uh, for those who are on their journey, who may have questions about living this purpose, the line career. And I don't know, I have questions about my career. Just any advice that you would give those listeners right now? One, enjoy the journey, not necessarily getting to the destination. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to be learned in the journey. Oh, my journey unlimited. Mm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <And> then, Just say it. <laughs> everyone needs help along the way. So get those board of directors in place and they may shift. So you want to see mm -hmm. different seasons of your life. You may have different people that you lean on and that you provide your expertise to. So keep that in mind. And awareness is the first step. No one is perfect. Absolutely no one is perfect. We all strive to be some level of perfect, <laughs> perhaps. Mm -hmm. But just know there's always something to learn 
is always a different perspective. And sometimes we have to get out of our own way. Uh, she may have stepped on some toes with that one. Uh, so thank you so much, Dr. Aish Breitberg, for sharing, for pouring into us, for lending, you know, your story uh, that we can all learn and grow from. And then also giving us advice that we can use and take in our, and I say our, your, uh, the audiences in their career journey. So Michelle Glover with the Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And everyone, have a great rest of your day. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast. I pray that you are blessed and enriched by today's content. I pray that you choose to walk purposeful and powerful in your career journey. If this message resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast. And for more resources on how I can support your career journey, please visit journeyunlimited.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and bye for now.